Hello, greetings, and welcome to the very first ever Garage Fifty Seven podcast. With me tonight, the very short man from Georgia named Jack. Hello. A slightly taller man from Jersey named Dan. Hello. And a very tall encyclopedia named Pat. Hello. And my name is Swin. about what are we going to do, what are they going to do after, um, if, if they do get the GT3 Acura deal. Step one, uh, fire John Pugh. Step Seems two, like hire good drivers. Hello? <laughs> Step, uh, that's, that's all I can think about. But I'm guessing, if they do get it, I'm guessing Acura will, will, will provide them with drivers. So Peter Cox will probably be one of them since he's handling the bulk of the development driving for the strange conglomeration of Honda Japan, Honda HPD, and uh, Jazz Sport out of Italy who are building the car. And I'm... but... So yeah, uh, someone else pick it up. Well, as I am, as always, the least informed on this sort of issue, I need a, a sort of um, too-long-didn't-read... Um, I've forgotten the word I want. Fantastic. Summary? Why? Yeah, there you go. That'll do. <laughs> A summary of it. So basically what... So basically, there's a short list of who's going to run the NSX GT3 car in IMSA next year. And Shank is probably going to be the, and shank is on the short list and they're the ones tipped to get the okay uh, so they would go from the, uh, running a prototype yes they are currently yeah, running so they'd go from, from running correct that's right they'd go from that ligier down to gt3d with a honda nsx correct well that's fine by me that's more gt cars on the grid okay yep i I can't I can't disagree with that, but my pro but my my biggest problem is what will real what's going to happen to real time over in World Challenge because they're currently the other Honda factory team in the. They're currently the Honda factory team yes. or Honda Acura factory team in America, and so far I have heard nothing about what their plans are for next year when it comes to their TLX versus versus NSX. I know that I know that Peter Cunningham is now on full-time NSX development duty because Spencer Propelli has taken his car, his number 42 for the rest of the year. Well, I would but assume they would move to the NSX that? eventually when it's ready, like maybe 2018 mm -hmm. and still run the what is it that glorified Honda Accord essentially? In PWC? It is expected to run next year. GT3. Okay, then. One would assume that NSXs would suddenly appear in IMSA and PWC. Yes. What's to stop them running both? 
I'm I'm on. Well, it's two different teams. Yeah, it's two separate so it's, teams. Uh, two separate money. championships. They're not competing with each other. Just divvy out the cars to the two teams and go. There you go. Don't crash it. Well, much. I mean, Honda is Honda Acura HPD has got so much on their plate. I would not. I would hate to see it, but I wouldn't be all that surprised if they decided only one gets to run yeah, next year. That would make sense. Because they they're still busy with IndyCar, they're probably going to build a DPI oh, for that's that for seventeen. And now they ha and now they have an now they are well, developing would they do a, a DPI brand new GT3 if they've car. confirmed that they've got a brand new GT entry? Why would they do both classes? That seems a little pointless. I mean, if Ford are definitely saying saying we're not bothering because with prototypes, we're sticking with our GT program. Surely Honda would do the same thing. I don't think so, because Honda, Acura especially, has always been about both pushing the streetcar and showing what they can do. It's all, their, their, Acura's marketing has always been about their sportiness and how they can, and how they can outrace everybody, including Porsche and Audi and everybody else, which is, you know, which if you remember back in the mid, late 2000s when they ran, Several, now I'd say two or three factory teams in the ALMS, be it, you know, DeFerrin or Highcroft or even Andretti Green, they were pretty, they, they laid on the marketing and they laid it on pretty thick. Yeah. Well, I make no, that made no sense, I apologize. I suspect that Shank are actually looking to get rid of, P2, of their prototype. I think they're realizing they're well, wasting yes. money on it. I'm. Oh, I'm not surprised either because if they don't get rid of it, yeah. they're going to be at least 50 horsepower down for next year. Not to mention, I'm guessing several yeah. thousand pounds worth. Well, of mind you, th this current car won't be eligible next year. They'll have to buy a and new one. Oh, that's a good point. They'd have to buy it a will... new one either way, and if they're getting it provided. No. By... No six. No 2016 cars are eligible for next year, but they have okay. to run in 2016 spec. I will put my hand up and say I missed. So there's no bodge job upgrade so, done to the current cars. They'd be so. Yeah. So not only would they be stuck, you know, 50 horsepower down and a lot of downforce down, but they'd also be stuck again with a pro am lineup in an all pro and basically an all pro. So essentially, they're going to become a glorified PC class for next year. Essentially, of just these older cars floating around by themselves. Essentially, like they're a bit quicker than the GTs. And they're clearly slower than the DPI, so they're just there, you know. Which would, which is kind of gonna end, which it will end up with, unless somebody brings out a customer DPI car, which we have not seen yet. Happen at all, because the whole point of DPI was for it to be manufacturers. I don't see anybody bringing out a customer one, or, or bringing a privateer version. I mean, it's it would be a bit pointless to me. Mm. Not even someone like Delara, who's been building chassis for generations now. Delara, I would not doubt, are building at least one of the... Uh, well, pardon me, Delara are making the tubs for everything. I'm not sure who exactly is making the bodywork for them all, but they're, Delara is one of the manufacturers of the tubs. Or one of the approved. They're the... Okay. Because I'm assuming it wouldn't, O'Reilly wouldn't continue now that they've got their actual LMP3 car. Riley cannot continue if memory serves. 
they are not one of the approved chassis manufacturers. Jack, you're going to have to choke up on your mic. I can, Mike, I can barely hear uh, They are not one of the approved chassis manufacturers, so they cannot. Oh, they have to be approved now. Yes, okay. that's the deal with P2, is it became effectively a semi-spec series, in that there are only five or six approved manufacturers of tubs. That's right, and they've all got the same engine, haven't they? Four, there's four tubs, yep, four tubs, that's... one engine. Which is like uh, the racing version of two girls, one cup. That does sound like a bit of a series killer. Yes, yeah, uh, no one is. I'm not exactly S1, happy we with it. We were all really outraged when this came out. Because yeah, I, oh, I remember, I remember when it came out. Because everyone, it, it's it's a perfectly healthy series now, stronger than it's been in a very long time, possibly its entire mm -hmm. history. Stronger than P2 is. Oh, stronger than P2. Oh, sorry. I was about to say it's stronger than P2 has been yeah. since. You know, 2007, 2008, when Acura and Porsche were beating yeah, the shit out of each other and was, beating uh, the shit out of Audi too. Six and five. Not 900 kilo cars. And um, yeah, that is. So that's why everyone was outraged, Swinny. Is it was a mm. matter of this is the healthiest this class has ever been. Why are we changing yeah, it, it now? I remember when I first um, read about it and heard about it. It was it was very much a case of this isn't broken. Why are you trying to fix it? Yes. it like, no, that's a silly idea. Um, yes. Whilst this is an interesting tangent, I would like to move on with a slightly different um, prototype topic. As we're on the topic of prototypes, and going back to IMSA, is seeing that. Um, and and I I love the pure speculation behind all this, but the um, the article I saw the other day that said that one Roger Penske might be interested in fielding a pair of DPIs next year, which, as a bit of a Penske fan, interests me and excites me greatly. The question is, what the hell would he use? Because he's got ties with Ford quite heavily at this point, and Chevrolet with IndyCar. Um, so no one's quite sure what on earth they're going to use. I guess I'm taking it. I'm taking that one step at a time because quite because quite honestly, Penske has been linked with a prototype for basically every year since you know 2010 when they when uh, when Porsche stopped mm -hmm. when Porsche stopped supporting them in Grand Am. But if if there is the uh, if there's if there's a year to do it, it would be this year. The change no, absolutely. the change in regulation presents a very fertile time for new teams to jump in. I mean, and you know, I don't. I think the question wouldn't be isn't who he's going to want run with. The question is uh, who doesn't want to run with Roger, with Roger yeah. Penske. Yeah, that's a valid point. I mean, I, I don't think his name would be enough to convince, say, a Bentley or a Mercedes or somebody like that, a new manufacturer, to jump in and play ball. But I'm get, but I'm 100% sure that any team who are that any manufacturer that already has a DPI would love to have their yes. name right next to Roger Penske. 
Yeah, because, I mean, I just see that as being um, a kind of a no-brainer, because he... Roger Pinsky doesn't really do anything half... half-assed. He, he, he pretty much just goes all in with stuff. No, see, I thought you were going to say there, Roger Pinsky doesn't really do losing. He also doesn't which do is... losing, for the most part. But... No, the closest he's got to losing do is the either. V8 supercars right now, only because he's with Dick Johnson Racing, and they're not quite as good as they once were. But... They could still contend for race wins. Yeah, and that's not a full, happily. That's not a full Pinsky effort either. No, it's it's a partial thing, because it's in partnership with Dick Johnson. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've got so many ties at Ford. It would really make a lot of sense that if they could find that privateer DPI chassis builder, all they need to do is just drop an eco boobs lump into it. Hey presto, they've got a Ford engine in a in a prototype chassis and they're ready to go the difficult bit would be finding that chassis um, and I don't see Roger Penske spreading himself too thin and going and picking up a third manufacturer because I think that's going to irritate Ford and Chevy to such a degree that he might it might end up hurting him more in his other teams you know Anyone, if it's anybody at the moment, I would have. Cadillac. I would. I would just go with. Uh, Cadillac yeah, because that means he's two for two, essentially. Yep. I don't see. I don't see Ford coming to play in Dippy just be just because they are all they're so focused on that. Um, on that. <laughs> prototype of a GT car. You mean that, that gorgeous <laughs> prototype of a GT car? That bloody <laughs> prototype of a GT car. I have my own views on that. I won't share on this. Because you clearly just didn't, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but anyways, I don't see Ford... Yeah, I don't see... I, I don't see Ford doing, doing a DPI at all. If, if Penske had to go with anybody, it would be GM. If it had to be anybody outside of outside of outside of uh, GM, I would have to say it would probably be somebody within the uh, VAG group, either a Porsche or an Audi. Hmm. Yeah, and well, let's face it, he has history with Porsche. True. Although I doubt Porsche and or Audi would want to run a DPI as well as an LMP1. That's a lot of money to be spending. I mean, they already have an engine. Yeah, they already they have, have several well, engines that yeah. they could run in DPI. They have the engines. They have basically they have they have a tub because it has to be one of the base tubs. All they have to do is design the bodywork, and once you already have the tub and everything, that's a relatively simple task. I'm not saying it's easy, but you have the framework that's, there. Yeah. No. Compared compared to. Uh, Compared to having to build a tub and crash testing it, designing bodywork just requires, you know, wind tunnel and CFD yeah. time along with the expertise. And let's face carbon. it, they have that. And if, if, if there's anything that the VAG group knows how to do, it's lay up carbon fiber, yes. considering true. they run two LMP1 programs. It's very true. Yeah. 
And and also and also they have confirmed uh, no, that they are not running I mean, are three we, cars at Le Mans in 2017 either. So they do have a little bit more money than they're used to having. Well, that's. I think they're still used to having even less money because they're still feeling the shock of that. This is uh, true. Okay. Yeah. The di of uh, Dieselgate. Yeah, I would argue that's more due to the fact that that's probably them more saying we can't, but masquerading it as oh we don't want to, because they just can't afford that budget right now. I suspect you may be right on that one. And who knows, there may be a thing from Toyota asking kindly, hey, we can only afford two, would you guys mind doing two as well? And they're, and Porsche and Audi, being frankly the gentleman teams they are, saying, eh, we don't have too much of a problem with it, as long as neither um, one of us run three. Since when did anyone in high-level professional racing be nice to each other like that? <laughs> Come to sports car racing, Swinney. <laughs> well, uh, 2012... Uh... 2012, uh, when when Toyota came in, Audi said we'll take we'll take a uh, we'll we'll take a performance break in order to let Toyota catch up. Well, that's news to me. It's Teams very nice, nice to one another. That's bloody unheard of where I come from. That's that, Swinny, That's because you watch too much British yeah, touring cars, and there is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's nothing As, wrong with uh, that, but they're one, all assholes. What Daniel Hounsell could uh, could confirm now that he should be here. Dan, say hello. Please. Sometime today, maybe. <laughs> Dan, you gonna leave us hanging? Uh. Hello, Dan. <laughs> he is here. I can confirm he's here. But he's not saying anything. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, can we, should Let's, we table, yeah, uh, put a pin in that one. For for the uh, for the moment, let's table Butik and uh, go right. to Weck. So Weck and IMSA splitting up at Coda, no longer sharing that weekend. Weck <laughs> uh, is going to have two thousand people there, all from the Audi Owners Club, and uh, and uh, and Porsche. Yeah, and IMSA have nine. And Porsche right? Owners Club. <laughs> Hello, Dan. Oh. oh, he's gone. Nope, he's gone. Okay, well, Dan will be back in a moment. We're experiencing some technical difficulties. Hello, Dan. Can you hear us? Never mind. I think he can hear us. Anyway, okay, we will move on. <laughs> Hello, Dan. Oh, 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 there he is. Hello, Dan. Yay, well it works. Done. All right. Hooray. Okay. So... As, as I've just answered about five different Yay. questions that you guys asked while I was <laughs> somehow on mute. <laughs> well done, man. Teams being nice to each other. Rebellion pulling one car for Bicolis and the P1 Privateers. British touring cars. Amazing. Teams not so nice to each other. I'm just getting into it, though, so I really uh, can't be the expert on that one. Um... So, so yes, hello. Hello. And, um, and uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> Christ's sake. Okay, well, we're, yeah, we're just going to sit here and uh, and talk small talk while uh, our audience... Yeah, how, how's the weather out there? How is the weather in there? It's good, it's good. Um, 
seen any good movies lately? Uh, uh, no. Um, <laughs> but you saw a very amazing race. Uh, I did, yes. I, I watched the, uh, the BTCC this weekend. Not in person, unfortunately. No, uh, you didn't fly out to Scotland. For that. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, sadly, sadly yeah, the Concorde doesn't fly anymore. Uh, but yeah, I, I have to say the, uh, the British Touring Cars is my new favorite thing. Uh, the racing is fantastic, and um, it's, it's down to a few reasons. Um, I'm still learning about it. So first of all, it's it's more of a privateer's temp championship. Yes. Um, manufacturer support is uh, really kept at a minimum. Uh, in fact, when is the last time that factory teams were in um, BGCC? The uh, two thousand and something. So the so we had the super touring era in the nineties, where there was whopping great big budgets, and there was like at least eleven different manufacturers showing up. No, less than that. Eight, nine, ten-ish on a good day. All with a, a pair of cars each, right? Um, and then the budgets got literally too big. So ProDrive spent a million pounds on a Ford Mondeo. What? Which is... It's one of my favourite race cars of all time, but that is a bit stupid. Um, to which then they all, all literally pulled out. 2001, there was no one but Vauxhall left. And there was no one but Vauxhall for a very long time. Um, and then Sayak came and played for a bit, and then they buggered off again, as did Chevrolet. Um, so I think the last time, the last, oh god, that's, this is going to be an interesting rap. Uh, yeah, I want to say the last year that Vauxhall competed as a, as a full-on manufacturer would be about 2009-ish. Um, okay. Maybe a bit later on, uh, but then after that, Honda came back to play, but they came back to play in a very limited sense in that it was far more Team Dynamics running Honda Civics with a tiny bit of manufacturer support. So really like a, a sort of prototype for how they do it nowadays, which is the team runs the cars. It's all down to the team and their budgets and what, whatnot. They just get a little bit of R&D support here and there from the from the manufacturers. And, and you're talking about the Honda UASA Halfords team? Yes, yeah, that's that's Team Dynamics. They used to run Honda Integras back if in the day don't... with Halfords sponsorship. And before that, uh... yes? Uh, Swinney, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of R&D can you do on a car that has a spec engine? You'd be surprised. I mean, they're not all spec engines, for, for one. There is the, um, there's the Toker engine, which you can get from... You know, that is the spec engine you can put in the car. You can build your own one. There's no problem with that. Um, Motorbase, with the Ford Focuses, do use a Ford EcoBoost engine. Um, it's perfectly within the regs. It's just not the spec Toker engine. So it's there's a little bit more that can be played with there. Oh, fair enough. I guess I'm just... I guess <laughs> my ignorant American is um, right now. So, so what's going on... Um... This, so this season, um, we have a close battle for the championship As... with uh, Sam Tordoff leading the standings. Yes, uh, it's it's always a close close championship. I mean, when I went to see him last year for the season finale, there was five different people that could, in theory, win it. Um, and I, I got to watch Gordon Shedden fly through the field at race three um, to finally clinch the championship. Because he got, I think he got into a, a crash or something race two. So he started like 30-something for race three and he needed to finish sixth or higher 
to maintain the lead of the championship. So he was on the drive of the century. Like, it was so much fun watching this this Honda just pass and push people out of the way. Because it was like, no, he's coming through whether he, whether you like it or not. And so a lot of people were just like, yeah, he's racing for a championship. I'm just going to move over here and run a little bit wide. And, oh, look, the Honda got me. Whoops, moving on with my life. That, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it you, was. You love to see that kind of video game stuff in real life, which you don't really get all the time. No. You know, it, it depends you know, on the series, but the BTCC always offers, like, that really close wheel-to-wheel racing, usually pretty clean at the, at the front, I might add. Um, it's interesting you bring up Gordon Shedden, though, because he was on fire this weekend, um, but a little bit upset about the, uh, the top speed of his car. That's nothing he felt new. Was, was inadequate to the, uh, the Subaru in front of him. Well... Um, with Colin Turkington in race three. The Subaru... Um, Racing driver complaining about not having enough speed. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, well, you'll see where I'm going with this in a minute because I was about to. And isn't no, isn't not by a long shot. He's one of the like driver. the calm. Oh well, guys. Yeah, Matt Neal, no, that, Matt Neal, no, and Jason Plato have been there the longest, and they're also the most. <laughs> they've been there the longest. Yeah, I was about to say, the and, uh, potato. Um. So I believe. So it was. Uh, oh, was Plato actually in third. Sorry. But it was a Subaru in third. And um, it's interesting that Shedden was complaining about top speed because in the post-race interviews, Jason Plato had the same exact complaint about not being able to pull away from the Honda <laughs> that apparently didn't have the top speed of the Subaru. Yeah. So it's interesting to see these guys go round and round about this. This is, this is what we do uh, for politics in our series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on-track politics. Yeah. Not, uh, it's the best form. Not stuff going on in the steward's room. Yeah. It's kind of funny because not being able to pull away from anybody <laughs> sounds like parody to me. Yeah, well, the thing well, is... no one could pull away from anyone. The thing is, that Subaru is a brand new car. Um, and everyone's a little bit scared of it because it's it's almost done a Ford, right, with their GT. It's been built so well to these regulations that people are piss scared that in the next couple of years, it's going to dominate. And no one's going to be able to touch this big rear-wheel drive estate car of a Subaru, which is basically a legacy with a brand new name. Um, and Lavorg, yeah, it is a, a silly name. Um, but I mean, the, th- the, uh, the the complaint of people going, "Oh, I've not got enough power. He's got too much." That's been going on for generations. I mean, back in the Super 2000 era, when the when Hondas first started showing up again with those Civics and Team Dynamics, um, they had turbos. And they were one of the only teams that did. And their turbos gave them a lot of speed, but it also ate up their front tyres. So they would go really, really quick for the first half of the race, and then their tyres would just fall off the edge of a cliff, meaning everyone else could catch up and potentially pass them. Which sounds kind of fair, right? Not to Jason Plato. He spent every single post-race interview that year complaining he didn't have a turbo on his Chevrolet. I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah, exactly, right? And... Plato and Matt Neal and Matt Neal's dad, Steve Neal, have never got on with each other. Like, ever since the 90s, they've never got on with each other. They've had fights before. It's comical. Um, they, they've, because they're the two old guys and they're the veterans, they tend to get put into interviews together quite a lot. So they have to act jovial and quite uh, nice to each other. But then they get on the track and you can see the, the, the dislike <laughs> the long-seated dislike. Except, and didn't those two almost yes, come to blows? Yes, they did almost come to blows at Rockingham three years ago now. 
on television, full on NASCAR on style. Um, <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, and then Shedden being being oh, a long-standing brilliant. teammate of Matt Neal also probably isn't fond of Plato at this point because, you know, you hear so much from one person, you start to believe it. Um, yeah, they, they, they've been at each other's throats for God knows how long, and it's 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 almost background noise at this point where you're like, oh, he's complaining about the other one again. Okay, alright. I'm going to go and get on with my life and, you know, pay attention to the rest of the series. So I wouldn't look, I wouldn't look too much into... Um, uh, Shedden and Plato complaining that neither of them had the straight line speed on the other because right, it's right. not new it's, uh, it's, it's just comical it's not um, new at any point any, uh... <laughs> it's, it it's great theatre though and, and that's which is yeah, partially that's what you're saying that's kind of what the BTCC is about in a way yeah. you know not to not to overemphasize the, the show aspect but it is it is a show and uh, they, you know, they put it on well. Now, talking about Subaru yes. and people's fear that they might run away with this Laborde car, yes, if it gets any better, how would the BTCC then uh, uh, fix that? I well, I mean, we have success ballast <laughs> well, already, right? So, okay. um, Alan Gow, being the genius that he is and the series director, um, would I, he's a crafty bugger. Alan Gow is right. He will find some way to like knock the Subarus back a little bit because this is this is what we've thought for a while. Um, because Motorbase and their Fords couldn't find sponsorship last year, right? So they they said they they can't afford the whole season. So Alan Gow was like, "Well, rules state that you have to be there for the whole season. That's the point of the licensing system. But you've been here for ages, and you're a stable of the." of the of the the grid you deserve to be here take half a year off to try and get the funds for the second half of the year they did they showed matt jackson showed up with an unsponsored white ford focus with just a big black line down it an eco boost written on the side and he won a lot of races in the second half of the season and we couldn't help thinking to ourselves maybe mr gow allowed them to turn the wick up on that eco boost engine just a little bit more just to help a struggling team find some sponsorship and stay in the competition. Um, and if this Subaru gets too quick and too good, um, I can see, I can see Mr. Gal doing something similarly crafty to to bring them back. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to use the immortal phrase BOP because we don't do that sort of thing here. Um, but it's close enough too, you know. This is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I say, we already have success ballast, so you win a race, you get an extra 45 kilograms on your car, which is a lot. That is a lot of weight. It is a yeah, lot. It's really of, a lot of yes. That's a lot of it's weight. A lot. Um, and I think you get, like, I think it's um, 25 for second and then 10 for third or something along those lines. It's I think the, 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 the top three finishers all get success ballast. Um, I can't remember exactly the, the, the weights for I'm having a look now. second and third. Thank you. Well, we should just quickly say that, that Matt Jackson was the, the winning driver in, in the third race this weekend. Yes, he is, because he's a bloody uh, good driver. He, really good performance there. Um, and Matt Neal and Jason Plato were the other uh, two race winners. Yep, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, part of me doesn't like to see a, a fixed competition, but it's it's a little bit different in BTCC because it's it's I think it's more of a friendly 
um, atmosphere in the paddock. It's because it's not driven by manufacturers. Yeah, who would be at each other's throats because, for that. Um, I mean, they're all yeah. they're all squabbling each over over each other for sponsorship, obviously, because they're all privateers. They need to fund themselves somehow. Right. Um, right. But then there is that sort of camaraderie, um, especially when it comes to like, like for example, um, BMR, the team that runs Subaru, used to run for Volkswagen CCs, which is basically a big roly-poly Passat. Um, and then he, Warren Scott, the team owner, who I believe used to race bikes, um, once he got the Subaru contract and you know, these brand new cars were coming in, um, um, duh, 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 what was I saying? Yes, once he got the new cars in, he sold off his VWs pretty damn cheaply to a club team who were running, I don't know what, some sort of club series somewhere, um, so they could come and put, uh, compete in the BTCC. So those VWs are still there this year under a different team because Warren Scott went, here you go, I've got these cars that are prepped and ready to go. They're yours for this much. Done. And he even, he even loaned out one of his old drivers, Aaron Smith, who's a good driver, but he may have... The team weren't particularly happy with him last year because they feel he didn't block Shedden enough in that giant charge that he made to win the championship. Because if he hadn't have done that, Plato would have won the championship in that VW. Uh, yeah, okay. so they weren't particularly happy with Aaron Smith for that front. So they were like, yeah, you can go race in our new, our new B team running our old cars. So he's suddenly mid-pack in an older car that's not getting the development it once did. Which is a shame because he's a good driver. This, this is Team BKR, right? Yes, that's what they're called. That's the one. Yeah, Burger King Racing. That isn't Burger King Racing. I have the um, the success ballast amounts. It's, it's, oh, go on. It's more harsh than you thought, Swinny. Oh, really? The winner gets 75 kilos. They've upped it, then. I'm what? still on, like, Super 2000 spec. <laughs> success ballast, then. Second place gets 66 kilos. Third, 57. Fourth, 48. 5th, 39, 6th, 33, 7th, 27, 8th gets 21, ninth gets 15, and 10th gets 9 kilos. Wow! Wow. Everybody is gets there, Is there success bonus for getting pole? Because I want to see there is. I want to say there is. Uh, I'm not seeing that. No, maybe not then. Not even, not even Super GT has that has that much success but, ballast. And there's but you look crazy. at that success ballast, right? This is why we've had before Knock Hill, we had oh no, before Snetterton, Croft, one of them. Before I know before the mid season break, I think it was, is we had ten different winners in fifteen races. What other series can say they've had that? Ten different winners in four or five different manufacturers. Probably some cart, well, not manufacturers, but probably some cart championships. Where the same people don't turn up from week to week. That's the only other place I can think of. Well done, you found a loophole. But my point still in professional racing, where else do you see that? And you can't even say that about Blancpain because they don't have eight races. Exactly. <laughs> you know, not even NASCAR's managed to come to that. They've got like six different winners in, in manufacturers. Double the di double the amount of races. And they've got a lot more to try for. Yeah. By which I mean more chances for different people to win because there's just more entrance. Yeah, but there's no success ballast. So the teams that aren't quite there can't get quite there. God, can you exactly. are always not right there. Success ballast to NASCAR fans. 
They they just they just uh they just <laughs> a, a, a commie dumbass. <laughs> That's not face. freedom orientated. <laughs> It's it, it is it's yeah, actually it's, a very socialist way of doing. To be clear, I'm not saying the NASCAR fan couldn't understand it. I'm so, saying it would be difficult to make them <laughs> accept it. <laughs> okay, you're calling them set in their ways, not stupid. Anyway. Right, we're with you now. <laughs> I mean, most of us don't like success battles. Yeah, it, it's a necessary evil in some. In some yeah, it, it's. It As is I say, it's the reason why we have te we had ten different winners in fifteen different races. It's the reason why you know the success ballast and then the reverse grid for race three is why we get first time winners more more often than not because you know the the rookie that shows promise who hasn't got any success ballast on his car finished tenth or ninth, so he's got a little bit of success ballast, but you know he's not got that much um, in race two. And then the random grid draw happens; they draw number nine, so suddenly he's on pole. With a much lighter car than everyone else around him, and so yeah, and you have first-time winners that way. It's, I think it it really is sort of possibly the key as to why the season it has done so well. That and the fact that the NGTC program is and the regulation set is really easy to do. Like it's not hard to build a new car for it. It yeah, it finally it finally hit its stride. Well, because it took a few years to come into effect because. It was a bit like, whilst it is a, a relatively cheap way of building and running a race car, it was an expensive upgrade from the Super 2000 chassis cars. So you had teams that didn't have quite as much money, couldn't afford to do it yet. So West Surrey Racing and Motorbase were still running Super 2000 cars right up until like 2012 or 2013. Um, and those those older... Uh, BMWs and Fords were really showing their age by the end of it because they just couldn't keep up. Even with like brand new teams, like Rob Austin Racing turned up with those pair of Audi, uh, the one Audi A4 back then, just uh, just Sherman, no sponsorship on it. But even he was beating the eBay liveried West Surrey Racing BMW, which had won a championship because his was an NGTC Audi and theirs was a Super 2000 BMW. Yeah, so uh, once everyone, once every single team had an NGTC car, and then once they brought in this licensing system which said, if you're going to run, you need to make sure you have sponsorship that lasts you the whole season so you can run every single race. Because Alan Gow was getting a bit annoyed at start and park teams where they'd show up for one race with a bit of sponsorship, be at the back, and then try and show up for another race and just never unload the car because they can't afford to. Which is which smart. is that's, that's NASCAR really have. Smart. That's why NASCAR they've only got forty cars this year. Because they the top thirty five all have a license and they're all they're all scheduled to run every single race because they've confirmed they can. And then you have the, the back five which all qualify in on speed. So it's sort of like their old point system thing, but better. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't really pay attention. I love to the irony that, that I'm the only one that pays attention to NASCAR, and I'm the only non-American here. It's brilliant. <laughs> you're the one that has to try the you're hardest, the, and, and you're the Brit. We we have to like almost try and avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have to avoid it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I will say, have been to America, can understand what you mean. You walk into a bar, and there's a day, and an old old school Dale Earnhardt Jr. number eight with a Budweiser logo through it in every single bar. All there's a 
or there's a Rusty Wallace number two with, oh, with Miller Lite through it, or there's a you know Sterling Marlin forty, and a cause you know symbol through it. So I understand what you mean. But but let's not don't get me wrong. I I love NASCAR. There's a uh... like I don't want I don't want to be the podcast that just shoots down NASCAR all the time. But that is pretty cool that a motorsport series is that big so to have numbers in bars. Mm-hmm. But how cool would that be if it was if it was WEC? Imagine if, if you had the WEC car number decals in in bars the same way. Or or rather the <laughs> The silhouette of uh, the P2 I'm... car with the with the beer sponsor right. written on it. It's a whole new. Yeah, the the problem is, no. is that there are no sponsors. That would be step one. Would be you need to somehow coerce the giant sponsors who don't even want to sponsor NASCAR anymore. You'd need to coerce those giant sponsors to go to go. Look, here's this other form of motorsport that a fraction of the people watch. But you want to? You, you know, longer. you want your. But they watch it. <laughs> they watch it for longer. <laughs> NASCAR doesn't have a 24 hour race, do they? Oh my god, now there's an idea. 24 hours of Bristol, go for it. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. And, <laughs> uh, and it's left they would let it. Project out. <laughs> <laughs> no one would be left. <laughs> there has never been so much. Uh, there's. <laughs> There's never been so much projectile vomiting. Yeah. In the as world. much as I don't enjoy the drama and the BS that surrounds NASCAR with their silly chase for the season and all the rest of it, the actual racing itself is pretty good. The Gen Six with the low downforce package is a damn oh, good race car. Gotten better, yeah. I do, I do agree. From what I have seen, low downforce makes yeah, me low downforce like and mechanical no, grip. That's where again. the racing's at. Yes. But yes, I we may have we may have exhausted <laughs> talk of saloon car racing enough. <laughs> tennis. All right. Jack, what? what's next? <laughs> We're not talking about the Olympics. You can't say that. That that sporting <laughs> event going on in in uh, in South oh, America. Crap. You're right. There isn't there isn't a motorsport event in Olympics yet. Therefore, that is that isn't uh, the Brazilian Grand. That they isn't the Brazilian Grand Prix or the six hours of uh, Sao Paulo. There's cycling, and some some teams put motors in bicycles. There you go. But the how about how about this? The event yeah. taking place at <laughs> yeah. what used to be Yakupagua. The event. With I like it. We tried to move on, and we immediately we hit a tangent. Well, We're because, amazing. Because someone used a word they're not allowed to use. What? What word? The O word. What tennis? The O what? word. Oh. Yes. Oh. Technically not allowed to <laughs> no, say that. So, <laughs> the fake Audi logo. So I've been, so I've been yes, thinking, yes, if motor yes. racing... The fake... <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> the many rings. They're multicolored too, it's Audi. rainbow rings. The lion panther jumped through Audi's... <laughs> okay, anyways, getting back on track. Uh, so if... If any motor racing car could be used to hold motor racing at the event that used that destroyed that they destroyed Yakupagua for golf cars, what do you think they'd use? Ooh. Oh, we're still on the tangent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> embrace the tangent. <laughs> Who is the host here? Just golf cars. Embrace tangents. That's first. Um, I'd like to see um, top level sporting day um, that takes place over two and a half weeks. Uh, level um, level karting. That would be interesting. 
Karting would be. I was thinking uh, Super League Formula cars. Mm. That big B12. I'd like to see something vaguely like IROC Series esque, where everyone gets a spec car. So uh, no, not IROC. No, a mix of IROC and A1 GP. So it's everyone gets a sort of spec car that's essentially the same, but liveried up in a different country because that's you know the driver is of that country, etc., etc. That's how a a motorsporting event for the O word should work. Let's just do a race of champions. Uh, yeah, really. I agree that <laughs> it is basically race of champions. Yeah, not on a not on a giant glorified scale electric track. track. Well, that's that's what's fun about race of champions. Well, yeah, but that's his gimmick. Does anybody does uh, everybody remember seeing uh, Michelle? No, Mouton but I remember seeing some complete unknown called Heiki Kovalainen and beat Schumacher, and everyone was like. Who the hell is this? And he was a he was a weird Finn because he was smiling Funniest and he was laughing remember. and he looked happy that he beat Schumacher. It was very strange. Yeah, and Schumacher probably was just as like, this is just a fun. This is just for fun. <laughs> Do you remember when uh that year was it thirteen when Roman Grosjean won just as his contract? Yes, was, and he was uh, sort of uh, was up for renewal? standing there in Lotus overalls but didn't quite seem like he belonged in them <laughs> almost like they were a size too small at I that think, point I think that's just Roman Grosjean yeah I'm pretty sure that's just Roman yeah. Grosjean I also remember the year that Carl Edwards did ridiculously well and surprised but everyone because it was like oh what's this you know POS NASCAR driver going to do look we turn right here what are you going to Jesus you won what the hell you what? <laughs> yep. Turning to the right? Nonsense. Uh -huh. Having said that, Carl Edwards is a pretty a good road course driver. Hi, Carl Edwards, yes. if you're listening, which you almost certainly <laughs> <are>. <laughs> Probably not, I because we just like slagged off well. NASCAR. I, I defended NASCAR. <laughs> there we okay, go. There I might have slagged off NASCAR for 10 minutes. Well, I mean, yeah. It's it's overbearing in the U.S. You know, if you're her, that's her understandable. I mean, fan of it is series, but that is the most popular motorsport. So it, you know, it oh, beyond be beyond a shadow of a doubt, and it okay. has been since yeah. the late okay. 90s. Bringing this back to some semblance of order, um, let's discuss. That's long past yeah, that. That was tangent hour. We're done with yes, that. Tangent end. Um, <laughs> until the next one begins in three minutes. But anyway, um, uh, WEC. Mexico City. What do we think is going to go on there? A Porsche or an Audi will win. Uh, I think Porsche is going to win. Porsche, either Porsche or Audi will win. Audi will have to win on strategy. Will Porsche will have to win on strategy. Yeah, they'll have turbo issues. So, okay, again. <laughs> Hashtag 23 <laughs> hours and 40 minutes. So, again, for someone who hasn't really paid attention to this, uh, you know, slap on the wrist. I'm sorry. What the hell have they done to Mexico City? Because the last I saw of it would have been 2007 with a NASCAR bush race. Ah, so they've put a baseball stadium in, is what they've done. Or they've taken a baseball stadium out and put a racetrack in. Oh, so that's promising. More road. Was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so basically they cut into the baseball stadium and do a little Mickey Mouse section. Oh, no, there isn't, there isn't Tilka-style dopey... And they 
It is exactly oh, Toka style. There is a Toka section. Away the, the Peraltada. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, Peraltada has had its balls chopped off. And uh, so, yeah, but um, mixed feelings about that, though, because I think the WEC cars will be definitely more exciting than Formula One was there. Um, and possibly more exciting than they would be with the uh, the big Peraltada turn. Uh, right. Just because, you know, the nature of the, the acceleration from the hybrids coming out of that section. Um, um, yeah, so, I, yeah, I think it'll look really cool there. So I've just got the track map up um, to have a look at it. I see exactly what they've done. They got rid of the best corner on the circuit, of course, because that's what happens nowadays. Arguably, yeah. How amazing would it be to yeah, see a P1 out. try and go around there flat, the old one? Because you know they would. They'd be like, oh, can yes, we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? It'd be amazing to watch. Come on, stick! You know you want to! That's really sad that they've... That's really sad yeah, that they've I mean, cut that, that corner. That would be cool. I just wonder if putting that corner would be too dangerous because there's not enough room to have a runoff area. Yeah, well, I mean, if I remember rightly, there was just barrier all the way around the outside of that. So if yeah, someone has an accident, that's just going to yeah. scale up into something horrific. Oh, it would... Yeah, not worth it. Um, but... It, it would be, uh, I think, pretty damn exciting to see it that way. But it's also going to be pretty exciting to see it with, with that stadium section. And also, you got to think about the fans that are sitting in the baseball stadium. Oh, that shot is right up amazing. to them. Yeah, yeah that's true. Have the best view of multiple corners. That's turns 13, 14, 15. This, yeah. 15 isn't really a turn, gonna, but, you know. Right, right. I'm going to yeah. come out and... Just a little jink, but yeah. I'm going to come out and say it. This is going to be the best attended WEC event be, yeah. outside of the No, I think because the Mexican crowd loves racing. We saw that with Formula One and NASCAR. Really? Mexico yeah. loves racing. Oh, today I learned. Yes. Yeah. When NASCAR came there, it was epic. Kart went, I think Kart went there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, now, even the Grand Am races, I'm, I dare say, probably. Grand Am, yeah. Grand Am race there. I've seen that. I've watched that race. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it's fantastic crowd there um it will that shot coming into the uh the base coming going through the baseball stadium if they if they get the right camera angle oh, that yeah. shot i'm just picturing like the r18 passing an aston martin through there yeah I can, because I everything can, will pass yeah, an oh aston God, martin at this amazing. point because the shots <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm looking forward so to their sad. next car I, next year, their new car next year, because it'd be nice to see them at the sharp end again. Because when I saw Weck for the first time last year, they the Aston Martins were easily the quickest GTE car there. Like, they just blew everything away. And then this year, they were like, look, we've got this really cool new livery, and we're last. <laughs> well, um, They were last at the Silverstone. They weren't that quick at Le Mans, but they did get quicker at the Nürburgring. When well, that was after a... That was if I mixed conditions, yeah. Yeah, but if I remember rightly, that was due to a BOP change because they and gave then, Porsche the Porsche and the Aston a little bit yeah. more horsepower. If, if I remember rightly. Oh yeah, yeah. If they balance them any farther down to the Aston, uh, a Bentley GT3 car. Could do you know what? It's about well. time WEC just went sod it and ran GT3 for Pro and Am. It'll never happen, I know, but That's, it should. But you, whoa, you're getting you into a whole nother. Yeah, because you forget that FIACO and SRO hate each other. Yeah, you're getting into a whole other discussion there. Yeah, I know. Uh, inviting GT3 into WEC. Let's leave that. 
No, it's alright. I was about to say, it's a, it's a discussion that we do not have <laughs> time or enough alcohol to answer. Mm, well, yeah. Uh, As always, I'd like to see, uh, I would like to see Toyota and Ford do well. Because those are my teams in WEC. Though Mexico will be interesting to watch from a technical standpoint, just because it will be the first time we see these cars running in that super high downforce configuration, and, and in where low, it's actually meant low, to be run. Uh, high altitude, the word I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I that's what I meant by. Yeah, in for now here's a question. For whatever reason, my brain is trying to say low oxygen. <laughs> well, that's technically correct. Yes, but yeah, you're half right. So here's a question. Kind of. Which track has the higher altitude, Mexico City or Fuji? Uh, almost certainly Mexico City. Hang on, let me find out. Really? Because I mean, Fuji's oh, right there by now. Fuji, so surely it's quite high up already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Hence the name. No, I wouldn't have thought Mexico would be really that high up, but I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't expect a track called Kilimanjaro to be located near Everest, would you? Yes, alright, Pat, you've made your point. <laughs> alright, I'll stop taking the piss now, I'm sorry. Um, back, about the, uh, the arrow kits, though, because there are new arrow kits for all three teams for the high downforce uh, and low and high altitude track uh, that is Mexico. Um, Audi's high downforce was uh, perhaps not as as quick as they thought it would be in Evergreen, with Porsche kind of kind of running away with it, didn't they? Um, that whole bloody yeah, car yeah, is because it looks terrible. Fighting some speed issues, but um, then Toyota with uh, probably the worst of the high downforce kits. Go figure. Uh, they were also terrible at Silverstone, which in theory is a high downforce circuit. Right, so that this could be um, a big blow to their championship hunt. After remember, only one car got on the podium at Le Mans, and uh, they haven't had much luck in the other three races as well this year. So, they if they're going to fight for the championship, they're going to have to turn it around. They have to make the most of this race, hope for some attrition from the German teams, and uh, kick them at Fuji. Fuji's going to be there. Fuji's going to be their thing to lose. I have yeah. an answer for you on which one is higher. It is by far Mexico City. Mexico oh, City, really? the lowest altitude in the city of Mexico City is 2,250 meters. The highest altitude at Fuji Speedway, 580 meters. Wow, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, but we're oh, by far and away. Different. Um, okay, I'll be over here in this corner asking more stupid questions if you need them. Good. Um... <laughs> I'll be in the other corner doing the same thing. <laughs> okay, so it looks like the current lap record is a 123.5. No, that's for that's the champ car's lap record. Oh, that's not going to be that amazing, because when was the last time they were... Oh, never mind. <laughs> last year. I was thinking, they it's haven't been there be since the amazing, 80s. No. Oh, wait, no, they haven't. It might be... No, lap... lap uh, so... Current lap record is uh, 120.5. Qualifying was a 119.4 by Rosberg last year. 119? Bloody hell. Yeah, Rosberg, yes. except that's qualifying. Unofficial lap record. 
So, um, yeah, I, I think we'll probably see the cars uh, definitely under 130. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, without a doubt, especially especially since, you know, they still have a rather large power advantage over... Over pot-pot little six-cylinder turbos, oh, yes. Over F1. And, and I suspect that that may be... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Made more prevalent... Um, with the high altitude and being able to turn the being able to turn the turbos up a bit more than than F one will be able to. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's right. Um, how about LMP two? We've gotten to the, the well, the main but class, Dan, but, but uh, Dan, we've think? skipped your favorite. Yeah. We've skipped Rebellion. Oh right. <laughs> How could I we see. Forget? What class? We've done P1. Oh right, P1 oh, no! Privateer is considered a class. I P1 forgot. Privateers. So there is there is some news in that actually. Uh. As I briefly mentioned earlier, Rebellion will have one car from this point going forward. The rest of 2016, uh, they're pulling the number 13 car. If I'm I not believe mistaken. they're pulling the 12. Or they're pulling the 12. Yeah, they're pulling the 12 car because that's in front in the championship. Um, and they they had to pull one to get ready for next year, but they chose to pull one in front to make life uh, more competitive for bicolors. Wow, that's such a weird idea to me to pull the car that's leading in the championship because oh we want it's we want them to compete. That's so strange. It's because well it's a, it's a struggling class at this which, point. Which yeah, well rebe yes, um, rebellion care about the health of the class. Yes. Because they are the yeah. class. They so. are the class, although surely yeah. the health would come from cars on grid, so you'd want to keep two cars because three cars is better than two, yes, but, but they, whatever. They would like to keep competition other than themselves. Yes, I yeah, I, I understand it. it there, there's two sides of an argument there. Um, yes. Which, because I don't, again, this is me just failing to pay attention at life. Is it... Out of the two um, rebellion cars, the one they're pulling is that the Nick Heidfeld car, or is it the other one? Yes, they are pulling the Nick Heidfeld car. It's uh, okay. Nick Heidfeld, Nicola Frost, and uh, Nelson Piquet Jr. Wow. Okay, so that's some pretty hefty names out suddenly out of a job. Exactly. Well, not out of a job, but out of a drive for the rest of 2016. Okay, yeah. out of a proper racing drive because one-to-one -one RC car racing does not count. For Assuming they're all in Formula uh, E right. still. <laughs> yeah, though, in fact, all three of those guys are Formula E drivers, ah. so they will be kept busy with other things. But, uh, yeah. They it's, won't be needing earplugs. It's unfortunate for them. Uh, you know, you don't want to see that happening, but you'd hope that they'll come back very strong with their 2017 car with the Active Arrow and all the new fancy upgrades that P1 Privateer Oh, that's get. right. They're getting DRS next year, aren't they? Yes. They are, yeah. Not sure how that's going to factor in. But, but doing it well. It's not going to be any of this within one second nonsense. It's, it's just it when you like it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because that way someone's going to get over-eager and spin out. Yes. It, it's <laughs> Brilliant. What, it's back with what F1 should have done with the DRS, which is what they did. It's what DTM it. currently uses it. It's, I think that's how DTM currently uses it. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, breaking news out of uh, from Mr. Marshall Pruitt. The number 22 WeatherTech Racing Porsche 
is expected to announce the conclusion of is its season in GTD. Yes, that's their full season car, not the 77, which was the Road America only entry. So they're going to have no cars then? Uh, the, the number 22 program run by Alex Joe would likely shift the PWC series for the remainder of 2016. It's believed the withdrawal is rooted in an ongoing dispute with IMSA regarding BLP tables created for the 911. <laughs> I wonder if that's Agreed. also in part due to the... Um, no, never mind. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, there looks like their 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 best finishes for the year are fifth. I mean, I don't blame them for wanting to leave, but I really wish they would have been able to see the season through. This just seems like a half-ass cop-out way it's, of uh, it's growing a your toys. A little bit for uh, for sportsmanship, in my opinion, but. It's also uh, a lot of money to run these programs, so I can't really comment. Being that I only just heard this article. Well, that, yeah. that and I, the McNeil family is not I'm only funding that, that car. But, yeah, but also the series. <laughs> that car, but the series as a whole. I'm I'm guessing his final ploy was. <laughs> I pay the bills. You give me the performance break. You give my my team the performance break. They said no. He said, "All right, then, goodbye." And he, he and he couldn't pull out of the contract, the series contract, because I'm guessing lawyers. But they, they went, okay, I'm pulling my car. But no, that I'm honestly surprised to see that the uh, that Park Place hasn't said any. I haven't heard anything out of Park Place about their uh, about their problems because they're currently sitting tenth in the. In the championship? Words. <laughs> <laughs> God! That was quite the brain oh fart there. Well done. <laughs> the thing oh, that we're all fighting. No the idea. thing with the points the and the, the cup. And the races and <laughs> that was absolutely a brain fart. <laughs> and, but, but the 23 car will it's continue in Okay, okay. So Alex Joe Race is still going, but just not the weather type one. Yeah. Okay. Alex, yep. Yes. Which, you know, which I absolutely do understand. Because that's that's actually entered and sponsored by a separate company. But, I guess I'm just kind of disappointed in in David, in, uh, in them sort of just throwing their toys, like I said earlier, throwing their toys out of the pram because they didn't. They didn't get the breaks they wanted to. It has just been pointed out by a friend that um, that we're getting title sponsors of the series pulling out of both the uh, both IMSA and NASCAR at the moment. At this point, yes. Yes. Um, but WeatherTech is not leaving. Yes, as a but title still, they're pulling they're out some. Car. Um, some respect, but not as severe well, as Sprint going. We're not USM did pull out of the championship partly last year, and they are this is true. a title sponsor as well. With the this is true. But for five, but for a for, for a uh, 
yes, for a yes. small championship yeah, in the they, championship. They pulled out all together last year and, and only doing the endurance this year, but yeah. I'm guessing we're going to... Considering the, the way that ESM season is going in Europe, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they end their IMSA full-time next year. Um, yeah. Yes, silence. Silence. We're mulling it over yes. here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about it. Two out of the three races they've entered this year, they have won. Whereas, over in over in Europe, they what's their best finish? A second? Uh, they they haven't done well in the WEC. Um, but then again, this is really their full, full uh, first. But it's the first season, right? right. Here we go. They are on the overall true, prototype true. table. They're in 14th overall in drivers' points with uh, with Durrani, Dial, and Cumming. Um, in the LMP2 championship, mm -hmm. they are in um, uh, they're in fourth again uh, with those three drivers. Uh, How many full-time cars are there in P2? Uh, there's uh, there's. I want to say more eight. than six, and that's there's Stracker, Morand, Alpine, SMP, ESM. Those are the teams, and then some of them run more than there's one car. Sorry, there's there's ten separate and Morand. Uh, cars. Did I say Morand? It's I think racing Morand. for the championship. So they're still in the top fifty yes. percent. Uh, they are Oh, and G Drive. Fourth overall, they uh, had second, second, eighth, and third. Or their results for the thirty-one car, so not not a bad season by any means. Not shabby. Um, so yeah, I'll, t I'll take back what I said before. Yeah, I believe the thirty-one car was my pick for the P two win at Silverstone, just because I saw it dominate at Daytona a few months previous. I was like, I know that's a quick car. That's going to be something. Yeah. Even though we're, you know, Silverstone's a bit different to Daytona, it's still going to do well. Cause yeah, Daytona. Can, I think Daytona did involve snow. Um. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I've been going cold. to race. I have been going to racing circuits since I was about four years old. I have never experienced snow at a racetrack until this year. That was the most the ridiculous thing I ever experienced, ever. No, I don't, I don't live in France, so no. <laughs> I yeah, I should do it. I suggest point. you try it. It's really fun. That's what. That's a game we need. Ice racing. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. <laughs> GT2 sort of had that. Yeah. They had uh, the Vauxhall Tigra ice race car back in the day. Uh, very nice. Oh my God! Yeah. Right. Oh, flashbacks. So, has anyone been keeping up with the Formula One at all? Anyone? Hey, Mercedes, right? Congratulations, no. Dan. <laughs> oh, did I just back myself? Yes. Yeah, speak. <laughs> Oh man! Talk about Formula it. Formula One. What to say about Formula One? Well, it's gotten better, hasn't it? Uh, I don't know. You've done a thing. The, the last race, uh, <laughs> the last race was in uh, Hungary. Was um, it? That was the yes, it was. I can say that for a fact. Uh, I see I'm on my own here, as my colleagues have clearly not done their homework on on the Formula One on the the official FIA WEC feeder series. Yes. Might I add. Uh, See, true. How could you not know about the feeder series? Does that make <laughs> so? As GP2 and DTM tend to be the feeder series for Formula One, does that make them yes. the feeder series of the feeder series for WEC? What? It, it is. It's unfortunate, what does that make? But, you know, they are third on the. What does that make GP3? Wow. 
Let's not go down uh, this rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> yeah. And then if you... My head starts to and hurt then, now. Stop. And, and then on this uh, note, Formula E must be the equivalent of like going and playing golf. Because they all do. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the racing version of golf. <laughs> that's brilliant. They because yeah, that's true. Drivers from all disciplines do Formula E. Yes, except for Formula One because they think they're too good for it. Well, they have stricter contracts. Details. Details. Uh, but yeah, Formula Formula One contracts are very very limited. Yes, Fine. Uh, do you want to hear about Hungary or? or uh, sure. Now tell us sure. about Hungary. All right, so uh, a German car uh, won, uh, completing all seventy laps in uh, an hour and forty was minutes. Was it was it a um, German car being driven by I'm I'm German or a Brit? It was it was a Brit uh, driving Ooh, some, car. Some, um, oh come on! We all know that Lewis Hamilton is more Los Angeles than London. Now. Unfortunately, this is true. <laughs> That is very true. It was uh, so Justin Bieber in the uh, Mercedes. <laughs> it's Britney. Um, Britney, yes. <laughs> uh, followed by uh, another uh, German car. Um, this one was only uh, about two seconds behind, so clearly one of the closer races of the season. Um, in third was uh, an Australian, um, sponsored by a drinks company. In, uh, he was a who has who has the so, blessing um, of a racing god, I might add. Yeah. Uh, yes. In, um, I'm talking about the Dale Earnhardt number three that he has on his helmet. Continue. He, he, yes. The blessing he of a racing god. Have, uh, Dale Earnhardt's number three riding with him. Uh, so he was in third, um, and then there was an Italian car in fourth, uh, driven by a German. Uh, was it red? It was red, Good. yes. Uh, he was he was only about a second behind uh, the Aussie, so um, that was that must have been pretty exciting. Almost in and, DRS uh, range. Be wow. Be careful. This is all this mention of nations is starting to sound like that uh, that sports event we're not allowed to talk about again. <gasps> the old yes. the one oh, the one that they perfect. destroyed Yakrapago yes, for. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the uh, the virus um, and the green. Yes. Water. The rainbow the the the, the rainbow <laughs> Audi thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the fake Audi logo. Um, the cheap knockoff of the Audi logo. So, so that's uh, that's your Hungarian Grand Prix results. Um, I wish I could say I watched it, but uh, I did not. Where, I was in. Um, what was I during Hungarian Grand, Hungarian Grand Prix? This was uh, 24th of July, so I was at um, Lime Rock and uh, watching WEC. That's, uh, you mean PWs? Not WEC. What the hell? Uh, that was I think that was a Lime Rock weekend, Formula One. Uh, they, they've had a bit of a break since since then, so this is kind of old news by now. Um, they'll return to racing in uh, a couple weeks' time in, uh, in Belgium, a track we all love, Spa Francorchamps, and uh, and carry on from there for the rest of the season, uh, which is really kind of packed. So. For those of us who haven't really been paying attention to the season at all, um, would you be able to give us a rundown on... Well, you've paid more attention than us. So, um, would you be able to give us a rundown on, like, the standings and whatnot? Like, I'm I'm interested... I'm genuinely interested to see how Renault and um, Haas... God, I nearly said Roush for some reason. 
Haas uh, are doing in their their quote unquote inaugural years. I can update you on that as soon as I update you on another embarrassing fact. But the Hungarian Grand Prix was not the last race they did. It was, in fact, Hockenheim. Ah. Uh, oh, you mean German track number one? You, German which track was number one, yes. But which was only watched by about twenty thousand people in the stands. So it kind of didn't. It's okay. Happen. It was watched by half as many on television. So. Do you know what? That's a Zing! that's a fantastically ironic thing, Pat. Because the reason why they changed the reason why they changed Hockenheim in the first place was because. Should we we should briefly explain why? It was too exciting. We should briefly explain no, why they we changed it because they didn't have enough spectator areas oh, really? in the forest. Well, now they have no spectators. Exactly. So. There's the irony. The I'm done. But I think. Uh... I think they should just let all those um, immigrants in for free to make the stands look cool. We should briefly. Top of the humor! We should briefly point out why uh... we uh, refer to it as German track number one. That's, that's an in joke that myself and my friend Paul made up quite a while ago. Because on Formula 198, the video game, they never got licensing rights to use Jacques Villeneuve and his name. Um. So hang he on. was always can... the young Canadian or or driver number one. Hang um, on, hang on. Can we use his name? Possibly. <laughs> um, is it like the O word? Maybe the V word. Word. The, not that one. There's another V word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um. But yes, because they completely and utterly destroyed Hockenheim, right? So that track is just completely awful, and it's uh, just a fraction of a shadow of what Hockenheim used to be. So we're like, it doesn't even deserve the name Hockenheim anymore because it's such a bastardization of the old circuit. So we'll call it German track number one. And that's where the, that's where the joke came from, was us playing a crappy old Formula One game from back in... The, well, it wasn't crap, but, you know, an old Formula One game from back in the day. Yes. Um... It is the it is the British driver leading the championship, by the way, on uh, two hundred and seventeen points ahead of the uh, the, uh, the German uh, with a one ninety eight. Uh, it's been an interesting season because uh, just a quick synopsis: uh, Nico kind of ran away with the first four races, and then they both crashed. And ever since then, uh, ever since Spain, it's been really Hamilton. Winning, I think Nico got one in there at the at the non-European Grand Prix, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's been more interesting than previous seasons. We should give F1 more credit for that. Uh, they have actually been racing each other this year. That's a new concept that Mercedes has figured out, uh, letting the drivers race each other. Um, it's had mixed results, usually. Ending in tears hmm. with uh, carbon fiber bunnies thrown out of the aerodynamic uh, stroller. Um, <laughs> the, the aerodynamic stroller that, for for reasons of testing restrictions, happens to be in the shape of a rear wing. Um, now, yes. <laughs> what would McLaren call a baby buggy? A, a small, a small wheeled in... young uh, offspring of. Uh, Homo a sapiens. personal, a personal it's... infantile transportation unit. Transportation. Solution. I would, I would think that solution. I would think yes. that I would call it a. Uh... Well, hopefully they have. Hopefully it's something that'll get them out of seventh in the constructors' championship. Oh god. Because um, that is where they are. After. So, have McLaren actually managed to finish in front of anyone 
And by that I mean anyone that hadn't DNF'd in that race. Uh, we're talking about uh, Germany, that is? No, I'm talking the whole season. Has McLaren actually managed to do oh. a half-decent finish at all that's in front of um, another car? Literally on pace. Oh, they have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not been as great as last year, as, um, as they've only had one fifth-place finish. I think last year Alonso had two fifth-places, but... Uh, well, there's two extra cars uh, on the grid this year. There are, yeah. <laughs> it got that much managed, harder. Uh, yeah, it has, and McLaren Honda has not um, had the pace improvement that they thought they would. Uh, we keep expecting that car to get better, because after all, you couldn't go wrong with the names McLaren or Honda, seemingly. Especially when but, it's a V6 um, turbo. Exactly. Yeah, you'd think that's a killer combination, but they continue to finish behind Toro Rosso, Force India, Williams. Uh, you know, you expect them to be in up in the in the end with Mercedes and, and Red Bull and Ferrari, but they're just not there anymore. It's uh, it's really a shame. I think the last competitive season they had was uh, either 2012 or 2013. Um, I don't think they've won a race since 2012, to be honest. Wow! Which is a real shame. Uh, uh, so yeah, stuff to improve on. Um, I'm not a Formula 1 expert, unfortunately, so uh, That's okay. I can't say what there is to improve on, but I know... Um, oh, there's lots. That's okay, Dan. I, I, I'm sure they have all types of but tiny arrow bits we, figured out. We could but... sit here for days reminiscing, or no, not reminiscing, um, suggesting what F1 could do to improve itself. Well, they made the tires wider for next year. Yeah, they, that's something. 50% more mechanical grip, 6% um, less that, aero grip, and 50% more power. Hopefully we'll, we'll increase the uh, passing count, the, the overtaking. It will It will probably increase the um, people going for an overtake on the inside, and because these drivers have no peripheral vision anymore because the sides are so high and the mirrors are so small, not being sighted and bouncing over the other car. I, I dare say we'll see more of that next year with wider tyres. You hope so. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think. Also, you'd hope not. Maybe. <laughs> I say you hope so because nothing in Formula One ever goes as planned. <laughs> um, yep. An update on the American team: they are eighth in the constructors with uh, Haas, Ferrari. Um, on 28 points total. They've had a fifth place finish as well. Um, that's their best. Uh, they've had a couple of non-points finishes lately. And still their uh, the driver in the number 21 car still on zero points. Which you one's know that? you can name the drivers, right? Oh, it's Gutierrez, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, he wasn't particularly good when he was at Sauber. Sauber. I think it was Sauber. Uh, no. Was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, it was Force India for a time. And, uh, it was a test driver. I think he was a test driver at Force India. I I, I want to say he was in a Sauber or something slower than that, like maybe the Marussia. All I remember of Gutierrez is him getting Maldonado'd at Singapore, I think it was, um, where his car just did a very neat little flip in the air and then landed on its wheels again. Mm -hmm. That is right. Because yeah. Maldonado was Maldonado and went, I'm going to do an overtake! Oh, it went wrong. Did it, is he the one... Uh, was that Singapore or was it um, Bahrain? Where, um, no, because it was definitely... Came out of the pits. 
Who, who flipped? Who flipped in the Sauber at, at Bahrain? No idea. In the first corner. I remember it was. Oh, I, I remember it was Singapore because it was night time. Was the one I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. This, this was night too, though. So I'm yeah. wondering if it was. Uh, I think it was. It was thing. Bahrain, and it was. I want to say it was Maldonado that rolled. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I, I, I definitely remember it was. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Man, Maldonado needs nah, to go play in a stock really car. details here. Maldonado needs to go play in a stock car. That would be perfect for him. He no, does, it's good to hear that, end, that ended up upside uh, down. Quite a lot of torn up sheet Yes. Guys, Gutierrez was the one that ended up upside down and rolled. And he would probably get punched, but it'd be perfect for him. Right. So, this weekend, what's going on? <laughs> um, <laughs> are Formula One back? Uh, they're not, I don't believe, but GT Asia is, Ooh. and I have some stuff to say about go that. Go ahead. Oh, go, go on. <laughs> go on with your GT Asia. GT Asia is a fantastic championship. That's not sarcastic, That's by the way. That's a sentence I'm, no I'm one's ever for... said. Well, well, it's actually it's actually really good racing. I was watching some last night. Uh, the last round was in Fuji, uh, and it was uh, it was won by well, there's it's basically like the Blancpain Sprint Series. So you have uh, exactly the same format, two one-hour races, um, mandatory pit stop halfway, driver change. You got a pro and an am. Um, it's literally the same cars, but with you know Asian teams running them. Uh, in that part of the world, and it's it's equally as entertaining as as Blancpain Sprint, I'd say. However, there's a few less cars, but I, I think they make up for it in the in the closeness of their BOPs. Just somehow they they've gotten it perfect the last couple of races. Um, and yeah, the race co uh, coming up this weekend is I think on the twentieth and twenty first from uh, Shanghai. Um, you got some big names in it. Uh, if you're if you call GT racing, is Tom Papadopoulos uh, in it? That's Michael. a big name. <laughs> uh, what about Adam Christodoulou? Adam Christodoulou. There we go. Not, but I've, uh, he is not. But um, you got Michael Lyons in uh, with Porsche with with um, not a very long name, but a very uh, meaningful name. Uh, Pierre Giuseppe Parazzini is he there? That's pretty long. That's a big name. Uh, He's not. Uh, I think you're missing my point. My here. God, um, tangents again. Question. <laughs> um, okay. What a, yes. Question. There's a huge. Yeah. Sorry. Does um. Does the um GT Asia series run the same BOP as Blancpain? Um. The short answer to that is I don't know, but I would assume so. Okay. So like whatever Blancpain. So if Blancpain like limits the power of this car, GT Asia would do the same thing. I'm not so sure about that because it's different tracks. Um, well, that's true. We will uh, uh, come back to GT Asia if we have time. Yeah. However, let's follow some series that, frankly, some people will probably watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay then. Um, we've got, uh, I believe NASCAR is at Bristol. Yos. Can confirm. Have a friend that's going. Oh, very nice. Yos. I love Bristol. Looking forward to that one. Um, the world's longest conveyor belt. It's brilliant. Um, they need more short tracks, especially concrete ones that are high banked. Um, they do. IndyCar at, is at Pocono. at Pocono, so they're on big, scary oval. Nine wide, nine wide down the front stretch. That's all. Nine wide? That's the entire field, isn't it? <laughs> no. It's almost half the field. Uh, that makes more sense. Um, Swinney, Swinney, it's literally everyone's third. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, that, Who else? Do you know that? Where else are we racing? Uh, that might be it. Hang on, let me find out. Uh, Part of me wants to say there's a DTM race this this weekend. Uh, Majors Tour is racing. over. I was about to say, SCCA ma uh, Majors Tour ended last weekend at Grattan, so we're kind of sitting on our hands until the runoffs. So that's the club racing. Okay. Uh, anything anything uh, like Jack suggested that people watch? Because <laughs> <laughs> so far, our attempts have I'm gonna, been... I, I'm going to pull a weather tech here and uh, throw my toes out of the crap and go home. <laughs> go uh, well, actually, there is weather tech racing on this weekend. Did we mention that? There is? There is. Uh, from... VIR. From the, uh, the VIR. Oh, wow. Yeah. How did I miss that? Um, good question. I am now looking... Um, it's, it's the GT car. It's not, not the full field there. It's oh, okay. The so it's not... Um, GT LM. But GT... Looking... But that's usually the best race of the year as well. I'm now looking at the... Uh, oh, I don't know. Sure. Dan, Mr. <laughs> iHeart Prototypes Hounsel would agree with that. I... Don't know if I agree with that. The last couple of years <laughs> has been pretty fucking spectacular. Oh, it's a great race. Don't get me wrong, but I would much rather have the full field there, especially because it's a it's a oh, big yeah, enough me track. Too, they have but, room for them. But for yeah, what it yeah. for what it is purely on racing, it's probably the best. I have yeah I, yeah it, I have uh, looked right. up and used the wonderfully helpful Andy Blackmore's um, uh, racing calendar. Plug. Yes, <laughs> shameless plug. He's not. I he's that. not. He's yeah. not paying us to do this. It's just really good. Um, Bonneville Speed Week is this week. Um, that's right. Ooh. Wish I'd paid more attention to that because, frankly, that's really interesting. Hang on, the Kiwis and the Mini were there a yes. week early. There, Brennan Hartley's yes. brother is there. Shay Holbrook is there. Um, Monterey. Nico Prost. Danny. Uh, Danny Thompson has, has already broken a uh, has already broken a class record in a car built in 1968. Um, I was right on my hunch, by the way. DTM are at Moscow this weekend. Uh, well, it will be good DTM oh, race, I wow. promise. <laughs> <laughs> the DTM at the most boring track on the schedule. Yeah, yeah it's going amazing, right? Moto the Norris ring is fantastic. What are you uh, talking nobody about? Passes. It's a bit boring. Super Formula are at Mategi. Um, Ooh. And if they Ooh. stream that, I'd watch it, but they don't stream it, so I can't watch it. Well, they yeah, did. Super Formula is a Super Formula race. is the tits. Super Formula. I would watch Super Formula instead of Formula. I would One. too. That out there right now. Just to hear the Japanese commentators it. go fucking yeah. nuts. And then say <laughs> and and bring out a stream of Japanese and then say James Rossiter at the end of it. But, yep. In English. <laughs> or uh, Andre Lauderer. Moto, yeah. MotoGP at Bruno. Uh, the Manx Good track. G the Manx GP is going on. Oh, that's uh, Irish Road Racing. That'll be ballsy as hell. It's not Irish Road Racing. It's on the Alamandu. Um, well, Road Racing. Whatever. Yes, I know. It starts on um, Friday and continues through the 31st. No, pardon me. Do you know where second... the Alamandu is? Pardon me. The second... Yes, I'm well aware of where the Alamandu is. It's in between Britain and Ireland, so yes. Irish, close enough. Irish Road Racing encompasses both the Isle of Man and, Nor and Ireland. One minute remaining. We have NHRA at Brainerd. Yeah! Don't go, it'll suck. Because you have to pay $200 for a good seat. Wow. What, to go watch cars go in a straight line for three seconds? Yeah. <laughs> You're... Patrick Poloni, promoter of motorsports throughout the world. <laughs> Don't go. No, it's a trap. 
European <laughs> European uh, Rally Championships at Hockenheim, World Rally Championships in Germany. Uh, oh, that's, that's something we didn't talk about. Something is at Ulster. I have no idea what it is. It's been cut off. Uh, Very a... quickly. Go ahead. On rallying news, Rally China got cancelled. Moving true. on. Okay, moving on. Um, VLN round. Uh, Adak GT is at Zandvoort, and it's Monterey Historic slash Pebble Beach. And that's four seconds remaining. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening, Goodbye. and now bugger off.